Jose, I say, Jose, it's time to wake up. Oh, buenos dias, senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <whistles> oh, pardon, madame. That whistle was for my good friend, Fritz. Ach, to lieber, I almost fell out of my upper perch. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. To paraphrase what Sam the American Eagle would say, it's a salute to all things Walt Disney, but mostly Walt Disney World. A former cast member, a longtime lover of the parks, and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, Dave brings you his unique perspective about the Walt Disney World Resort. Now please remain quietly seated throughout our tour, and we ask that there be no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography. Our podcasters are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. So put on your virtual mouse ears, sit back, and relax, and enjoy the podcast. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Hey everyone, it's Dave again. Welcome back to part two of the story of Mickey's Birthday Land. The time for the party ended in April of 1990, and the plan was to remove the land or possibly put in something else. But Disney discovered that guests really loved having another land and being able to interact with Mickey. So along the way, they kind of made a decision that they were going to leave the land intact. Um, in a small way, this is kind of surprising because it had the feel of a temporary area. I can only imagine if we had had the internet at the time, uh, the land probably would have been a topic for a lot of discussion, kind of like Dino Land is over at the Animal Kingdom. You know, in Dino Land, it's sparse and some, in some ways feels like it's uh, not complete, and that's how you might think of Mickey's Birthday Land. So the Imagineers and Disney decided to leave it open, well, technically they closed it for about a month, and rethemed it as Mickey's Starland. They took out most of the cutouts that were headed to Mickey's party, took away all the, uh, the audio that was on the monorail, and just explained that it was another land. While pretty much everything else remained intact, the show, of course, had to be changed, so they centered it around the stars of Disney's afternoon TV series, and that series as in plural, and there were shows that featured characters from TV's Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, and Bonkers. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember Bonkers, but I do remember the rest of them. In any event, the show uh, changed from time to time, much like the Playhouse Disney show changes over at the studios. Um, but it was mostly a formulaic show, just rotating a couple of elements and the characters who appeared on stage. It was always called Mickey's, TV, um, Mickey's Magical TV World. And um, why don't I play a little audio from one of the typical shows for you?
street has you stuck. Yeah. You need the help of Dark. Now, you know who I am. <laughs> so, what seems to be the problem here, CJ? Oh, Darkman, I'm so glad you're here. I really need your help. I can't find Mickey Mouse. The proverbial piece of cake, CJ. Yes. Nearly another mystery. Yeah. The first thing we need to do is to look for clues. Clues? Oh, like what, Darkwing? Anything mysterious and out of the ordinary. Well, gee, I don't... Hey, there was a big box delivered backstage earlier today. Mickey said it was going to be a big surprise. Oh, like a moly, CJ. Go get it. Okay. This could be just the clue we're looking for, Junior Detectives. So pay attention and watch the master at work. CJ, we need to inspect this evidence carefully. Open it up. Excellent! It's empty, DW! You say so. You're the master detective. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just as I thought. What, Darkwing? What is it? Um, it's uh, still empty. Well, maybe there's a clue in this thing up here. Let's see, okay? Ah, yes. The package. Yes. Go ahead, CJ. Read it. Okay. Hang on.
somewhere? Oh man, what a ball! Yeah. You said it, Fuzzy! You said it, great it's got that complete 90s vibe to it doesn't it but it was some good stuff it was you know it was entertaining and the kids loved it and they still had a place to meet mickey uh it was in the in his dressing room behind the tent uh, after the show was over you could go back there and meet mickey now here's a funny story for you it was uh, maybe 1990 and a friend and i went to see the show we were at the magic kingdom for the day and we saw the show and we didn't realize there was a place where you could actually meet mickey mouse now it had only been a couple of years that they'd been offering meet and greets with mickey and I didn't realize it, and neither did my friends. So we're standing there, and we're going to see the next show, uh, we think. And we get in line, and we're standing in line for maybe 10 minutes when it finally dawns on us that we're in line to meet Mickey Mouse. Now, I didn't remember seeing any signs coming in. Um, you know, we looked around. We didn't see anything. Now, maybe we missed it. I'll grant you that. But uh, it was kind of funny because here we are in line to see Mickey. Now, again, it was 1990. I didn't have a, a little camera to take with me. I certainly didn't have an autograph book. So I'm standing in line to meet Mickey, and... Well, we're going to go in and meet him, and now we're the next group that's going to go in when we finally realize what's happening, so we just decide to go for it. And we go in and meet Mickey Mouse, and we give him high fives and have a little fun and do the, do the little uh, you know pantomime stuff and a little gesticulating back and forth and then go on our way and just laughed about it for probably a couple of weeks after that, that we got to meet Mickey Mouse, but we didn't even get a picture. It was kind of one of those awkward moments you know, in time when you think back on it. It's just funny now because we met Mickey but weren't prepared to meet Mickey. And you think about, you know, the difference over the course of the 20-odd years that we've had since then, that certainly I wouldn't have gone in there without my cell phone and the ability to at least take a picture on that. So kind of funny how, you know, technology has changed. You would never even think about it uh, going in somewhere without a camera. Uh, so it was kind of funny, you know, you were doing the gesticulating mambo and just kind of standing there like, okay, well, that's great. Good to see you, Mick. 
So going back to the story, that land as uh, Mickey's Starland lasted for about six years, and for a few months in 1996, they closed the land uh, while they retooled it yet again, making it Mickey's Toontown Fair. Now this time they made some relatively major changes. The facades were all changed, uh, the buildings uh, were all changed. One of the new buildings became Pete's Garage, which I thought was kind of cute and clever because it was actually a restroom, kind of a joke in there somewhere. I was always amused uh, in seeing that. Uh, we now had Mickey's Country House, Minnie's Country House, a new boat for Donald, uh, the playground morphed a little, and Goofy's, Goofy's Wives Acre Farms replaced uh, Grandma Duck's farm. The animals were moved to Fort Wilderness, specifically to the Tri-Circle D Ranch. Now think about that for a second. Tri-Circle D. Hmm. It's concentric circles. It's a Mickey Mouse head. It's a hidden Mickey. Uh, and uh, they also moved Minnie Moo over there where she uh, resided. Uh, you could go up and pet her until she uh, went to the great big farm in the sky in 2001. Um, but what they also did over at uh, Mickey's uh, Toontown Fair was to add a kid's roller coaster. Uh, taking the name of Goofy's Barnstormer uh, to make it kind of cute and fit in with the Wiseacre Farms kind of theme. Uh, one little piece of trivia for you about the, uh, about the, the uh, barn that they used. Disney has a tendency to repurpose a lot of the uh, ride and show elements, and in this case they took the chickens that were once in an early scene in the world of motion and put them inside of Goofy's barn. So when you walk through the barn you were actually seeing the chickens that were at uh, the um, world of motion ride back in, when Epcot first opened. Now I have to say that this new and somewhat permanent land was not as good as the original idea, um, or even Starland. The buildings and rides were cute, but missing some of the creative elements, it became something that was just kind of there. And to me, that looked unfinished. When it was temporary, it kind of worked, but as an unfinished land, it never really worked right. Um, there weren't any shows, and instead the big tent was made into a good-sized merchandise location, as well as the expanded space for character meet-and-greets. Uh, because Disney had figured out that this was something the guests really wanted, so they wanted to offer it to them. Uh, so they put in princesses, Minnie, and a few assorted characters who rotated through the area. And of course, you could go to the uh, big judges tent and uh, meet Mickey Mouse, um, which became hugely and wildly popular. Um, it was all more permanent and lasted until February of 2011, when the Imagineers proposed closing Toontown permanently to allow for more room for the Fantasyland expansion. Now, as I understand it, there was a lot of discussion back and forth. The... Uh, the thought was maybe they could leave Toontown intact or maybe they could take out the houses and put them somewhere else uh, some in, uh, in uh, the Walt Disney World, in the Magic Kingdom specifically. But they never really came up with a way to do that. So they finally decided that they would close it and uh, figure out things for Mickey and Minnie later. Uh, they'll kind of come back to the concept at another time. Uh, one of the things uh, that they did, though, was they decided to leave the uh, roller coaster intact, or for the most part intact. And they're going to retheme it as the Great Goofinis Roller Coaster. And it's supposed to be a circus-type themed roller coaster. Because what they're going to do is move the Dumbo attraction from where it is to a space right where, approximately where Mickey's Country House is, um, and put in uh, two Dumbo rides and have a circus tent that kind of uh, themes with it. So the circus will be in that area. It'll be the Great Goofini and the Dumbo rides. Fits right in with the theme there. And they'll kind of work from that. Um, now, one thing about the Dumbo ride, or a couple things about the Dumbo ride, I've talked before about how the, how the Aladdin's Magic Carpets and the, uh, the Triceratops Spin over at the uh, Animal Kingdom are different than Dumbo. And the main thing is that the queuing system is a little bit different and the, and the uh, load is a little different. Now, each of the, the rides is similar with the, um, the main uh, part in the middle with each of the cars that kind of hang off the sides with the hydraulic that lifts them up and down. 
but the Dumbo ride only seats two people per car, and I believe there's only eight cars. Whereas both the uh, Triceratops Spin and the uh, Magic Carpens of Aladdin seat four guests, and they uh, actually have uh, either 10 or 12, now I can't remember, but it's a, it's a much larger number of throughput that they can have there. Plus, the way they have the queuing area station, they can um, load up two areas. They can always be queuing, even while they're loading the, uh, uh, the ride at one point. So it's very clever, and I think they'll get a lot more throughput, and a lot more people will be able to experience Dumbo uh, as they go through it. So I think that's a very good thing. Um, you know, and I'm hoping that they find ways to uh, improve some of the other throughput, like, say, Peter Pan, for example. But anyway, uh, the plan is to make it more of a circus-type thing and make it a little more interesting and, uh, you know, involved uh, that way. Uh, no word yet on what they're going to do with the space that is currently Dumbo, but I imagine that they'll expand out Fantasyland a little bit further because they're working behind the wall behind Dumbo now. And probably after that, they'll kind of come up and take out the Dumbo ride and put in uh, something else that's uh, you know, maybe princess-themed or something else that fits in with Fantasyland in that space. I, kind of concluding the whole thought here, um, in the great moment of what goes around comes around, uh, Disney is planning on, after they finish up uh, working with the exhibition hall, moving Mickey and Minnie back to the exhibition hall, where they started, to uh, do character meet and greets. And I think that's just totally classic. I mean, I think that's just the greatest moment in the, uh, in the circular logic, that they wind up back where they started when they first started thinking about having uh, character meet and greets. You could meet Mickey and Minnie. Um, this is the place they started, so they're going to put them back there. Uh, so that'll happen probably sometime later this year that they'll be completed with that. In the meantime, if you want to meet Mickey and Minnie, you can go over to, it's very close to Space Mountain where you can meet them now, and uh, you can uh, interact with them and get their autographs and pictures. So that's the conclusion of my story about Mickey's Birthday Land, what became Mickey's Starland, and Mickey's Toontown Fair. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take it easy. Bye-bye now. Most of the music you're hearing on this podcast is from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. Craig does a number of things in the techno space. You can find Craig's music on myspace.com sound A as an apple. And my thanks also to Doug over at geekacres.net for his rendition of a Jack Wagner classic. And now we've reached our destination in the 21st century. Yes, I know, it went by so fast. But don't worry, because the future is always in front of us. Thanks for riding with us. Please collect your personal belongings and step onto the moving platform. The platform and your car are moving at equal, yet opposite speeds, so watch your head and step. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, or would just like to ask Dave a question about Disney planning or anything else, send him an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. And now, I gotta be moving along. He's looking for a little more adventure I'm heading for a little bit of fun now He's hoping for a little more excitement Time to be moving along It's time to be moving along Time to be moving along